everybody, and welcome to our second first podcast, our latest edition of Throwing Shade. I'm Miriam, and I'm here with Alan. Hi, Alan. Hello. How are you? Much better this time. <laughs> okay, that's amazing. I'll take it. Um, so, welcome much, to the- Much more prepared, I think. I hope. Do you, I have no idea what we're talking about today. <laughs> Didn't we just get with the, <laughs> no, we had a whole conversation about this. We're totally ready and excited <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. So welcome. Thank you to all our listeners who are so excited to help us get started on this journey to better living through Jewish demonology. So, um, <laughs> so Alan, um, what are we actually talking about today? I figured it would be important to pick three things that everybody should know about Shadim. And start with that. Cool. So we're using this term shadim, um, which is the Hebrew plural form of basically what we're going to refer to as demons. Um, shade is the singular. And so we'll use those terms interchangeably. So three things that we need to know about demons. Okay. So what's, what's number one? What's the first thing that we have to know? Uh, so the first thing is demons are, are, I should say shadim are real. I think that's it's pretty clear, pretty evident from most of the Jewish texts that we have. Okay. Does Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure everyone is coming into this podcast with that same assumption. Oh, really? Okay. Really? Yeah. No, I mean, um, I mean, our, our listeners, I'm totally on board. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you mean that, that shading are real and that it's evident in the text? If you, I think we mentioned on the last pod podcast that, um, if you look at any of almost any of the standard, uh, Jewish texts, rabbinic and even biblical texts, you'll find Shadim just sort of, you know, mentioned casually. And when like I say, when I say standard, demons. uh, not so in some cases, yes, names, but, um, also in general, the word Shadim can be found, right. um, but, or, or shade in singular. But, um, when I say standard, by the way, I mean, not any of this esoteric sort of really difficult to find and even more difficult to understand text, the, the texts that you might think Shadim might be found in. Mm -hmm. I'm really talking about in Tanakh, even in the Torah in several places. Um, and then in, in the Mishnah and the Gemara, I'd like to talk a little bit about the Gemara actually today. Okay. So you don't have to go through all of those like machinations, like the kid in the never ending story where he's getting chased by those bullies and he ends up in this old bookshop and like gets this, this big old book right. with the symbol of the Orin on the front of it and right. goes into this magical world. And that's like the only place you find demons. They're actually just everywhere. Uh, yes. Oh, right on. And not only are they everywhere in the texts, um, when you look at the texts themselves, you find that they are everywhere. This is, um, this is actually point three that I wanted to make. Oh, I'm <laughs> um, sorry. That's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to point two. Um, but the, the, that when they are everywhere, they are literally, as we talked about the word literally last time too, everywhere. And, uh, one of the things I wanted to mention was about the Gemara in Masech the Brachas. Um, and, uh, there's a, um, there's a, several discussions, uh, about the nature, not only the nature of Shadim, but what they cause, what they do, what, what do Shadim do? How they spend their day. How they spend their day. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, um, um, uh, just sort of where they are. And, 
the Gemara Brachas on on Daf Vav Amud Aleph explains, which is uh, that's tractate Brachot. Um, so page in part 6A. of the Talmud on a particular page, which is where I wanted to start. It's the, if you're learning the if you're learning the Talmud, this is towards the beginning of your learning. Usually, it's uh, um, and so it's like right there, right when you're first starting, you encounter Shadim, and they uh, it's described as as though they are everywhere like if if humans it says this if humans were able to see the shadim they would be paralyzed be out of fear they would not know what to do because there are so many of them they're described as being towering over towering over us as though um mounds of earth over a ditch you know um like yeah Um, that's a hell of an image (laughs) there there are a thousand to each of us a thousand to the right and ten thousand to the left and um and uh yeah wow we are we are severely outnumbered they are all around us what do we do well i want to know what we do about that but i also want to make sure that we get to point two (laughs) so we've established that demons are real and they're everywhere in the text and they're everywhere as you've been saying in your your sing-songy voice but what's the what's the other thing that we need to know the other sort of premise that we're working from they're external in other words okay that people tend to think oh you know in, in colloquially, colloquially, people say, "Oh, I, you know, so and so has got some demons or whatever," mm. thinking of it as like, you know, I don't know, baggage, emotional, some some internal thing. Um, when they're discussed in the texts, almost all the time, it's described in an external way. Okay, so none of this sort of metaphorical human psyche nonsense. These are legit right. creatures that exist outside of our physical selves and yeah. we're wading through them all the time basically yeah okay that's gross yeah <laughs> cool we only want to know gross so back to the gemara and brachas um <laughs> uh, so one of the things so one of the questions that is troubling some of these rabbis is you know these torah scholars who sit all day and don't engage in lots of physical labor their clothes still get worn out. And the, okay. So the, that's a problem. How do those clothes get worn out? And the answer is there are shading rubbing up against them all the time. Whoa, uh, like on the subway in New York? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's maybe different for women. Okay, so wait. Okay. <laughs> um, wow, and that's what wears out their clothes? Yeah. That's just one, that's just one example of the kinds of things that, that what, what shading do. Um. <laughs> And with that, I think it's time for a break. Okay, so we've established these three premises, these three sort of foundational ideas about demons, about shedim, um, and to help people in their in their lives and also in appreciating this podcast. And they are that demons are real, they are external. And that they are everywhere. Yes. Right? Okay. So who cares? <laughs> why does that why does that matter? Why even talk about this in the first place? You mean you're not affected by this knowledge at all? You never I mean, I think this is super important. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> you were the one who wanted to do a podcast about shading, so <laughs> So it's kinda of silly for me to be asking the question in the first place, is what you're saying? 
Okay. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I think this is fascinating just the way that, um, these ideas emerged from the text, the way that they get played out, um, in the, in the progression of Jewish history and culture. And I think it's a, it's a very cool window into appreciating, um, especially the rabbinic imagination and, um, and it's just there. There's so many interesting, insightful ways of trying to understand the world and how things are, how things happen and change around us. That um, is worth is worth revisiting. And um, you know, the demons are also just it's just fun. Also, like there's uh, there's something really um, magical and almost endearing about trying to um, about trying to understand the world in that way. But what's your take? Yeah, no, I mean, so I think that if you were to ask most Talmidei Chachamim or Gedolim or, you know, Tanaim, Amaraim, yeah. you know, teachers from the Mishnaic era, the the, the Gemara, mm-hmm. um, Rebbeim, what have you, I think that they would in general agree with one basic thing different, which is that, you know, as fascinating as it is and as, you know, as much as it can enhance our understanding of the world and our lives and, and all those, the way, the, the ways that you put it, um, th- the main difference would be a focus on Hashem and focus on God. And one could ask the question, why does having so, what does having so many demons around us all the time have anything to do with God, um, the, the, that's a really good question. Do you have an answer to that? (laughs) Yes. In fact, I I mean, the, this is something that will probably come up a number of times throughout our podcast episodes, but the idea I think ultimately is that Shadim are powerful creatures and we as humans also have power. And the mm. things that we do are related to the things that uh, to, to, uh, to relating related to shading. The same thing, same way that the our actions in this world have co- consequences, you know, that reverberate throughout the universes, all of God's creations. Indeed, and the space-time continuum, as it were. Sure, that would be one example of this creation that we're familiar with. <laughs> oh, I see but where you're going. Okay, yes, but there's dimensions beyond and everything. Um, but I and 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 Shadim are a part of those other worlds that I think we mentioned in our first episode. Our being, the being of a human being, exists mostly, hugely, not in the physical world. Um, you know. So, right. That whole tension between are we physical beings having a spiritual experience or spiritual beings having a a physical experience that you're arguing that that lots of Jewish textual tradition would say that we are actually mostly spiritual and the physical is just kind of a manifestation of that. Um, Well, sort of. um, Yeah, I I just want to I would clarify. So, yes. But, uh, you know, 99.99999% spiritual with just a membrane of our being being the physical. At the same time, I do want to just stress that I don't mean to diminish the physical at all. The reason we are physical beings is that Hashem wanted to put us in a 
so to speak, to, to put us in a, um, um, physical realm in order to lift it up. This is the lowest oh, of sure. the realms. We yes. got a job to do. Yes. Right on. Exactly. I like that. And Shadim are trying to keep us from that job. So, so, so that's interesting. And something that I, I want to go back to what you said earlier about actions having consequences, because part of me also, as much as I'm drawn to this idea of Shadim and Jewish demonology and that whole tradition, I'm also a little repelled by it because I feel like anytime there's sort of an excuse or a means of, um, you know, uh, putting these uh, taking any problem out in the world and putting some unknowable, unkind of um controllable external force on it is sort of denying the responsibility that you have yourself for making things better. Um, and saying this is out of our control. This is out of our hands. This is the demons. This is, um, this other, this other force at work and there's nothing I can do about that, but it doesn't seem like that's really the understanding. Not at all. Adaraba. That you're suggesting. I would say the, to the, to, Adaraba. <laughs> to the, to the contrary. I love that phrase. Yes. To the contrary, a hundred percent, because, um, one thing that's important to keep in mind when discussing Shadim or Malachim or any angels, yeah. angels, or, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> or, Poorly translated. Yes. Right. Continue. Messengers. Um, um, any non-physical being in, in Hashem's creation is to remember that one, that, like you said, we, we have power. Our actions have consequences in those realms to the point where Hashem gave us dominion over even those, as you call them, forces. I am using air quotes um, for forces. Those come through great yeah, in audio. I, thank you. It looked <laughs> um, really good. Um, no, but it's important to make that distinction, I think, because any, like I started to say before, any of these rabbim, any of these teachers, um, any of these rabbinic figures would have said, there is only one force and that is God. And, um, and one understanding for why it's important that we, un that we know that there's all these demons all around us all the time and trying to do us harm is to remember that the one thing that is protecting us from those shading is God. Right. And also that we have a responsibility to be pushing back and, and living out what we're yeah, Hashem our mission, what we're supposed to be doing right. on this planet while we have this little, you know, slice of physical existence. Yeah, I think I think that I, that's not where I expected this conversation to go. But the idea that, um, you know, looking into and examining Jewish demonology is actually kind of empowering because it's a way of acknowledging our own um, our own capabilities and our own responsibilities in the world, which is, which happens to be so super crazy now is really, um, is, is really heartening. Yeah. You touched on something that I would like to talk about in another podcast. Okay. Hold sure. that thought. Yeah. All right. We're going to go to a break. Okay, so we've come to the section in our podcast where we take questions from you, our listening audience. And Alan, we have such a good one today. Okay. Are you excited? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the question is, so we're talking about Jewish demonology, but are demons Jewish? Okay, 
Um, if they're born to like a Jewish ma- mother demon, is that kind of how, how does this, how does Can this you work? convert a demon? Can you convert a demon? These are excellent questions as well, but I'll let you answer the first one. So, um, I mean, Shadim <laughs> are, Shadim are Jewish in as much as Malachim are Jewish. Um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's this, it's, it's a difficult question to answer. Here's what I will tell you. Shadim do keep mitzvahs. There are certain mitzvahs that they keep. What? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why? No, I'll let you finish. <laughs> Um, no, they, they, uh, um, they're expected to keep mitzvahs, uh, to the extent that, um, uh, I know that's a complicated answer, but we, this is a short segment. And so I'm just going to keep it at that <laughs> another, another episode maybe. Um, but we also know they understand Hebrew. Okay. Um, we know that they, um, uh, they know about Shabbos because, um, well, cause Shabbos. Right. Um, so there are certain things I guess that are, um, do they, I would, think would the question, seem to point to the, yeah, the question is really, can you count them in a minion? <laughs> I would not do that. No. <laughs> um, um, what if you're really strapped and like somebody needs to say Kaddish and you really need 10 and like you, all you have is a demon. So, and nine other people. So the answer to that is no for halachic reasons. Oh, however, point. I'm, I'm fairly certain about that. I could check into it, but, um, but I, we also know that Shadim were helpful to the rabbis again, another episode, but, um, in other ways, such as learning Tara. What? <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to be our catchphrase for the podcast? <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome to throwing shade. What? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that's going to be most people's reaction to a lot of this. So, um, okay, so great. So we don't really know if Shadim are Jewish, but they do Jewish things. And sure. would, but we wouldn't necessarily count them in a minion, but... A, you know, a, a father shade is obligated to teach his son how to swim. Like, how does this work? Oh, because of the mitzvahs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're at our three minute mark. But I will say. What? <laughs> um, but I, I yeah. Um, there. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's complicated because there are certain mitzvahs that they can transgress, obviously. Um, such as harming other people or taking bribes or, um, Oh, like they get a pass sort of, except that the, the idea, if you think about the idea of a, of a mitzvah, right. What's the, what does the word mitzvah mean? Um, to connect to God. So you, um, it, you look confused. Well, I, I mean, I learned mitzvah as commandment, like zivui, like command. Um, interesting. The, that's, Somewhat true, but I think it's a it's a not as a deep of an understanding of the word tzav uh, is a is a connection is a um the, the, you know so um you're still looking at me weird <laughs> um yeah so anyway so even if you do look at it look at it as commandment I think it still applies so in other words whereas humans at least 
So the human race is commanded to do seven mitzvahs. The Jewish people are commanded to do 613 mitzvahs. Um, Whatever shedim are commanded to do under the category of mitzvah, they do. And it happens to be that some of it would would contradict those things that we humans, especially we Jews are commanded to do. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, and at the same time, it would seem that some of them are similar or even the same mitzvahs that we do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So we've got a lot more to dig into from that. So we cannot unequivocally say that demons are Jewish, but they, they do Jewish and, um, (laughs) and, and that's good to know. All right, cool. Right. Um, the time has just flown by, Alan. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up this episode with our action item, something for our listeners to take away and do and start, uh, you know, living their, their best lives through Jewish demonology. So what would you say? What, what's, what's our listeners action item for today? Okay. So we talked about how Shadim are real and they're external to us and they are everywhere. Yes. And that seemed to freak you out a little bit. Um, and so. Yes. Okay. Um, so I think a good action item might be to bring back, you know, Harav Steinsaltz Schlita. He has a commentary on that daf in the Gemara that we talked about. Um, and, uh, he he talks about that idea that shadim are so numerous; they're all around us, everywhere. He says basically like this: that the reason for that is, for, and for us to learn that, is so that we always have in mind that the one thing that is protecting us from those shadim is God. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I think a good, cool action item might be for us to uh, encourage our listeners <laughs> to have a, uh, you know, a a consciousness, a constant conscious consciousness of Hashem's presence. And, um, so, you know, we learned that that. is a heavy action item. It it seems heavy, but this is the ultimate goal of all of, uh, rabbinic uh, texts that everything we're supposed to learn comes from this idea. I think that, you know, it doesn't in Tehillim, Shivisi Hashem, the Negdi Tamid, I have Hashem, before my before me constantly even when i'm surrounded by a thousand demons right and that's the one thing that's protecting you from those demons <laughs> and 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 having this and having this this mindfulness if you will mm. of god's presence um you know so it, it is is helpful it brings you brings us to altered states of consciousness it brings us to happiness Ooh. and joy and comfort and um mm. and um if you thinking about the fact that demons, shadim are around us all everywhere constantly helps you get to that state, <laughs> then I say, let's, let's practice that. I'm there, dude. Yeah. So it's not necessarily again, where I expected the conversation to go, but to be landing in a place where the, the takeaway is acknowledging that there's these demons around us <laughs> and that we can still push through and have faith and strength and know that we can overcome that is a pretty, 
that's a pretty cool message. And one that... I'm sorry it's not as practical as we might need have hoped for. Regardless, Well, you know, one of these days we'll, we'll do something super practical about like how to keep demons from ruining your clothes or whatever right. it might be. <laughs> but, but in the meantime, I think the idea that no matter whether you're surrounded by a thousand demons or there's, you know, all kinds of other crazy things happening in the world that make you feel totally powerless, that you're, that you can make it through, that you're not alone, that you do have this. Um, yeah. I think that's a super, super important message um, because uh, uh, this is not necessarily shading related right now, what I'm about to say, but you know, there's this idea that the Jewish people, when they were slaves in Egypt, they had reached the 49th level of Tuma of, 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 uh, impurity, if you mm, will. I hear bad things about that level. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so one question that's asked is how did they get there? And one answer that's given, um, uh, I'm blanking on who this is, who gives this answer. If I remember for the next, for the next episode, I'll mention. <laughs> I just keep thinking of the, like, how do you get to Carnegie Hall joke? Well, in and a it's way, like it, practice. In a so way. how do you get to the 49th level of Tuma? <laughs> practice. I, 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 you can yes. finish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I, the one answer that's given is that the Egyptian people had convinced the Jewish people that their actions have no consequences, mm -hmm. that they're actually, that they're completely powerless. And in order to prove this to them every day after they would build a building or whatever, the building would, co would collapse the next day. So, um, whoa. Yeah. So Egypt was kind of like Tetris. No. Like you finish <laughs> the line and it disappears, but not in that satisfying yeah, kind of no, bloop, bloop, bloop kind of way. Uh, yeah. Right. Oh, that's really disappointing. Um, you don't want the building to collapse. <laughs> Um, if you worked hard on it, you, you want it. So, so, so the, the Jews having been conditioned to believe that their actions have no consequences mm -hmm. became so, uh, so low in, um, maybe in, in, in morale, but also in, uh, in their actions, they, they, they stopped doing yeah, holy you stopped things. Caring. They stopped caring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a super, super important message for, mm -hmm. Jewish people even today to have uh, in mind that your actions do have consequences, not only in this world, but also in all of the non-physical creation of uh, that, that Hashem. It is, it's, it's all reverberating throughout all of the creation. You hear that, people? You reverberate. <laughs> so demons are real. They are external. They are everywhere. But you got this. And we're all going to be okay. And... Have a little faith and don't be afraid. Um, awesome. Um, Alan, thank you. This is super fun. Yeah. Yeah. That was very convincing. And <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Throwing Shade. We will catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>